When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get his head to South Africa and chat to the man that broke our hearts in 1995. I brought it up plenty when I was travelling with him through South Korea. Joel Stransky, how you doing? Easy, you biscuit. How are you, my friend? Are you good? <laughs> I'm good, Joel. I'm good. Good to hear your voice, my friend. Hey, Kempe's on. Uh, Tony Kempe, he's a former leaguey. He was asking the question, yeah. South Africa, they would go extremely well at league. Big bodies can manoeuvre. Do they have a South African uh, league side, and how how would they go? How did they go? So a few years ago, someone tried to get a, a rugby league team going, and they had I think they had a few trials, and they maybe had like one game or something, and then they gave up because I think quite honestly the culture of rugby union is just too strong here. And you know what we're like, South Africans, we're a little staid in our way. You know, we don't we don't like to change lanes too easily and adopt something new like that and break with tradition. So it didn't. Take off here, no, and unfortunately not. Well, speaking of changes, plenty ringing through the South African side to take on the Wallabies. New and tried players, obviously a bit of experience here. You've got Arense, you've got Arm, you've got Willie LaRue at the back. You've got Dwayne Van Moulin captaining with Peter yeah. Steph, the, poor, the toy, right next to him. But I want to ask you about Marnie Leboc, the young man, the small yeah. man. What can we expect from him? Well, he's a complete player. I, th- I mean, there's still some questions around his big game temperament. You know, he made made a couple of little mistakes in the in the URC final that were costly, and it's not probably not the first time. So, the challenge for him is going to be to have a game where he does, you know, all the things that he's really good at, that he's brilliant at, without bringing in one or two of those costly errors. And he's capable of it. You know, he's a hugely talented guy. There's a lot of faith and a lot of confidence in him. And you know what it's like as a player. When the coach is, uh, f- gives you that that role and shows his confidence, you you, f- you feel a lot easier. We all were confidence players. Every player's a confidence player, and and no doubt he'll thrive in that environment. But I guess the big question to you, to your point is, you know, it's a team with a whole lot of changes with a different second row. It's um, we've got a late change in the front row. Is he going to get the ball, and is he going to get the space needed to do the magic? We're talking about it down here, Joel, with the, with a whole lot of changes. But the the big change for us is that we haven't seen the South Africans play for a, a couple of years, not being in the championship down here. Do do you guys feel the same way when you come when you come down um, to the Southern Hemisphere that you've you've missed that, or are you guys looking to surprise both uh, the Australians and the All Blacks? No, I think I, th- I think our guys miss it as well, and and I think there's um, there's there's a view that we, we we at times are not tested against. The, the Southern Hemisphere opposition that we spend all our time playing in, in the Northern Hemisphere now where it's a little different, it's a little slower, it's, and the conditions play a major role in that, and, and we miss the, the Southern Hemisphere competition. But there's no doubt that I think the competition misses us maybe even more. I think the All Blacks and, and the New Zealand rugby uh, or super rugby teams, I think they maybe you know lack that real physical, brutal confrontation that, that they got when they played against the South African teams. I think I think we miss it. I think us as ex- spectators, we probably miss it a little bit more than the players. Their travel's a bit easier. It's maybe not as tough. Mm. Um, 
but I think for us as spectators, we we just loved watching those those big derby games and those those South African New, New Zealand ultimate challenges. We miss it, Joel. We absolutely miss South Africa being a part of Super Rugby. Now we're trying to find ways how we can innovate and have a competitive competition. You are sorely missed, my friend. When you look at the squad and the identity of South Africa, we know you're set piece strong, you carry hard, you're direct with your play. When you look at this squad, is there going to be a different approach in the way that South Africa will play? How will this team instill their identity uh, on Saturday? Oh no, they'll they'll just be exactly what what we're known for. They'll carry on where the, you know the last team left off. It's it's in our DNA. It's the way we go about things. Mm. Um, it's in Rusty Rasmus and Jock Nienaber's DNA. You know that that's their plan. They might vary it a little bit. They might you know counterattack a little bit from the back. Vili Leroux, we know our, you know what a what a good playmaker he is. Um, Damien Willems is on the bench. I think you might find at times we we play a little a little bit more from the back if it's on. But but we but our team will never move away from its DNA. We will be big and strong at scrum time. We'll maul, and our maul's actually not been that good of late. But we'll maul. We'll be hard and physical. The defence will rush and take the space and try and smash guys back, particularly with Andre Estes in there. And, and we'll stick to what we do really well. It's what we're good at. And actually, to be honest, yeah. there's no point moving away from it because we're probably not good at playing any other type of game. Joel, it's uh, it's Sammy here, mate. Uh, a World Cup year for the Springboks. What what does that sort of look like? I know he, over here in New Zealand with the All Blacks, uh, there, there's a lot of question marks over whether or not we should be fielding our best team every single game as we build up towards the World Cup versus you know trying to find a couple of hidden gems before we head over to France. What what's the Springboks' attitude? Do you think uh, in these sort of next couple of games, rugby championship wise, before leading up to the World Cup? So, Sammy, I, I think there's the same sentiment here. It's maybe the at times the, the little conservative nature of South Africans where we say, you know, if we field our best team, we can, we can, we can, the chances of an injury are big. What are we going to do if we lose an Ivan Etzebet? Or like right now, we lose a Sia Colisi or a Lucanio or Andre Pollard. You know, how do we replace those guys? Because I think they're irreplaceable. You know, you're going to get someone who's good, but you're not going to get the real backbone of the team if we lose one of our, uh, our real key players. But the crux is th- there's a squad of 33 players from South Africa that will go to Rugby World Cup. There's still some places available. There's still opportunity for some guys to work their way into that squad, as I'm sure it's the same in New Zealand, to your point. Um, the players have got a, a chance now in the next few weeks to to play in the Rugby Championship, to play a couple of the warm-up games, to then you know put their hands up to not just put their hands up to get in the squad and go to the World Cup, but to put their hands up and make sure their place in the starting lineup for the big games is is secured. And there are one or two places available. You know, Sia might not be ready. If he is ready, it's going to be, you know, awfully close to D-Day. Um, someone else has got to come up and step up and, you know, put their hand up, whether as a leader, a captain or a player. And there's a few positions where it's, it's like that. I think the balance is important now that you give guys a run, you give everyone an opportunity but what you don't want to do is go into this period and lose a whole lot of games and watch the confidence erode from your team a couple of months out from the Rugby World Cup. Mm, and, and talking about that confidence, obviously uh, we, we learnt that a lot of um, a lot of those big-name players that aren't playing this weekend have come over to New Zealand early uh, for, for the game next weekend, obviously putting a big uh, priority on that. How... I guess important for not only um, the Springboks, as, as the team, but but spectators as well. How important is it that you do say beat a team like the All Blacks before a World Cup, just to give you that extra boost heading in, or, or is it you know is it not really about that for you? 
No, I think it is about that. I, I, I think if 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 uh, the coaching staff have sent twelve players over, which I'm led to believe it's twelve players over already, and they want those guys all acclimatized, and they've got a few that will fly over and hopefully get over the jet lag quite quickly and slot in nicely. Um, obviously, there's a massive stress on that, and and you can only think it's about trying to retain that confidence, trying to be there. I don't think the be-all and the end-all is actually winning. Mm. Um, you know, the be-all and the end-all is going to be winning at the Rugby World Cup. And the reality for both New Zealand and South Africa, we are going to have the mightiest of quarterfinals, irrespective of who we play. The quarterfinal weekend will be absolutely a monster. And and when you get there, you need to deliver. But but right now, you don't want to be, you know, a little off the pace. You, you I think if you lose by a few narrow points away from home, you can probably, you know, find a way to justify it and one or two bad decisions and the travel and we'll, you know, we'll win in France. But but you go and get smoked over in New Zealand now, it would be a proper confidence, to be, you know, it mm. wouldn't just ebb away, it would flow away in piles. So, so I think mm. that's the thinking. It's about giving players opportunity. It's about, you know, hopefully winning, but most importantly, keeping the confidence, building, growing and preparing for that eventual day come quarterfinal weekend. Mm. It's crazy to think that two of the best sides in the world are going to be knocked out come quarterfinals. It makes for a juicy old it's matchup. Madness. It's madness. <laughs> How do you approach that, Joel? Like, do you who who is better suited for who? Like, you never want to throw a game, <laughs> but you know, is there going to be potential to that they might be suited for for a certain opponent? Well, I, I mean, I think if you want to win the Rugby World Cup, you've got to you've got to beat all the big sides and all, all the best sides mm. and. You got to beat the team that's put in front of you. I don't think, I don't think there's a rugby team in the world that would throw a game to you, to maybe mm. play against I don't know France instead of the All Blacks or the All Blacks instead of France. I think you got to just you know where the chips lies, you know who you play, and on the day you got, you got to make sure you're the better side. That's all it is, <laughs> and it's not going to be easy. It's going to be so tough. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's going to be it's <laughs> going to be good, Joel. Hey, uh, there's plenty of talk down here about Eddie Jones coming back to Australia. What what's the talk been like, and and what's he been bringing? He's been bringing any heat uh, for you guys? No, no, no heat at all. I think um, he's been really quiet since they've they've got over here. I, I think oh. the sentiment here is a little bit. Yeah, it's quite surprising, actually, isn't it? Eddie's, Eddie's uh, <laughs> below the radar for once. But, but, but what I think has been, the, you know, the concern for, for us is that if you think about that quarterfinal that New Zealand and South Africa are going to have, irrespective again of who we play, England and Australia on the other side of the pool are going to quite possibly have an easier quarterfinal. Mm. They're going to have to get up for a semifinal, and then they're going to be in the final. And you know what happens? Anyone can win the final. So, so the the real concern for us is not is absolutely not what happens this weekend. It's it's how Australia deliver at the Rugby World Cup on semi final weekend when everything's at stake, and they've not been bashed and beaten by Scotland, Ireland, France, or New Zealand. You know, so so our concern is again more a little bit down the line when they need to pick it up. Australia are very capable of doing so. I'm wary of them, Joel. I'm wary of Eddie. If he's quiet, there's something simmering away in the background. He's obviously picked a nice... (laughs) Something's brewing. (laughs) Hey, uh, just quickly before we let you go, mate, what what predictions for this weekend? So I think think it's going to be awfully close. The Springboks are unbeaten at Loftus. When I first saw that team picked, I was a little concerned. 
Um, but the front row is still a good front row. Jean Klein is a good second row. We know how good Marvin Ari is. Mm. We'll miss Sia Khaleesi, but I think it's still quite a good side. And I'd fancy us at altitude, um, at home at a venue where we haven't lost to Australia. I'd fancy us to win it by, by maybe four or five points, but but not certainly not, uh, not an easy game. I'm looking forward to it. The Rugby Championship is back, and it can't come sooner enough heading into the World Cup later on in a couple of weeks' time, mate. We appreciate your time, Joel. Have you been back to South Korea since? Easy, I haven't. I mean, what a great time we had there. What, a, what an amazing country it was. Uh, we should plan another trip, actually. We should get on our horses and get over there, take the boys with and do a He's show got a horse there. now, Joel. I'm sure he has. He can't walk. Those legs are buggered. <laughs> maybe, maybe, a le- uh, maybe a few less nights out, eh? Might suit us better. Yeah, exactly. A little bit quite. A bit of hot chocolate in Milo and it's quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, Joel. Thank you so much for your time, my friend, and good to hear your voice. All the best this week. you, guys. Take care. Look after yourselves. We'll chat soon, eh? There he is. Joel Stransky, Sammy. Oof. Great get, buddy. Yeah, no, he's a great man, Joel, and such a such a lovely bloke as well. Um, does some great work uh, analysis-wise over in uh, South Africa. I was actually interested as well, uh, Z, all of his talk of the World Cup and those quarterfinals. Um, who, oh. who, who, who are the best? Like, I know France, you know, favourites and, and uh, number one side in the world and that, but genuinely asking some of these analysts, who are your top three teams right now in world rugby? Like, just list the top three going into oh. the World Cup. France, Ireland. And the All Blacks. Okay, there you go. So you throw the All Blacks in your top three. Hundred percent. You know, I throw them in the top top, top three because Steve Hansen said we're a chance. He'd know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd go France, Ireland, South Africa, or All Blacks Mm. at the moment. I think that's that's kind. All Blacks, South Africa are in the same kind of dynamics at the moment. So yeah, France, Ireland. The one thing that just doesn't get me over France and Ireland is they haven't... Correct. France have been there at a World Cup final, but Ireland haven't made it past the quarters. Yeah, it's the mental. So I just, yeah, I've got a little bit of apprehension there. But anyway, it's uh, it's a good chat to have. Two of the best sides in the world could be knocked out, will be knocked out in the quarterfinals. Ooh, makes for a juicy World Cup. Loved it. Joel Stransky, if you missed that, head over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Get our podcast. You can get all the podcasts from this week. We've had some of the champions that have joined us on the, uh, on the breakfast show. Coming up, we've got Jeremy Coney and after eight, Daniel Hillier. But before then, we're going to get over and get some voicemails for our Warriors. The Waz! They are placing the eels this weekend, and we're going to hear from some of you fans, you fantastic fans that show your support. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, keeping us healthy and fit.